Yo, listen, I know I'm usually very hyped about this, but I just had to start off a little soft this time, baby. We back! We better than ever. We could be heroes, baby. You know what it is. Your boy John Toronto's here to talk about a little bit of a little bit of something different this week. You know, we, we usually do the Marvel thing, but something else came out that we promised we'd be talking about too. Star Wars. You know what it is. The Bad Batch. The Bad Batch. It's the Bad Boys up in here. They're killing it. Episodes are great. We're excited. We're ready to be here. Of course, we're here with little brother Matthew Toronto. How are you doing, little bro? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. It's been a while. I think three weeks in total since we've, uh, you know, had this bit of partnership going on. So I'm excited mm. to be back and just talking about any, uh, you know, hero-related content. Hero-related so. content. We know, listen, we have a little bit of anti-heroes to go over, I think, at this little bad batch. You know, it's heroes, but maybe some anti-hero with the two. Uh, look, I, I I first want to apologize that we've been gone for so long. There's been much content that's been out, and uh, Matt and I kind of discussed doing uh, what we call phases, uh, you know, of course, an, an homage to the MCU there, phases of these Bad Badge episodes. Of course, we have Loki coming out um, June 9th, right? That's and we'll, we'll definitely be going on a weekly basis for that. Uh, movies are going to be coming out uh, like crazy for the MCU. We just had that video announced uh, that showed all the, the soon-to-be projects that are coming for this year, next year, and I think 2023 as well. Um but, you know, we're here to talk about some Star Wars. You know, we're going to be doing this in, in phases. So this is phase one of the Bad Batch series. We're going to do every few episodes. We'll just do a Bad Batch episode. Uh, focus specifically on Star Wars or any Star Wars concept that we have. Uh, obviously, Mandalorian and the Book of Boba's coming. Um, but we're here, man. We're here. We're excited. I, I got to be honest with you. I did not watch all of the Star Wars Clone Wars series. But I did watch all the main episodes that little bro told me to watch. So... Uh, I'm I've become more of a Star Wars fan as far as like the canon and the the content. Re- I would say in the past few years, maybe when the the sequels came out. I mean, I always watched the Star Wars movies, always loved them, but to dig deep the way I do with Marvel, just started doing that. I'm loving it. I'm loving all the connections so far in the Bad Batch, and we're ready to get into this thing. So, um, Matt, I, I know you were really excited about it being a long first episode, and I think all of us were. Uh, I definitely was, and I, I loved it. Uh, what are your first impressions? What are your first impressions of the Bad Bad series as a whole? Very similar yeah, you, to Clone Wars, different, its own entity. What, what you think? I would say a combination of both, right? I mean, this can easily be labeled as an unofficial season eight of Clone Wars, realistically. It's like definitely that. an extension of what season seven um, concluded on in many ways. Sort of the, the rise of the Galactic Empire with the fall of the Republic. But what I definitely enjoy about the series thus far is they're definitely diving deep into how the Republic did transition into the Empire. Um, There's a major gap between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. We have a few films and projects here and there like Solo and Rogue One that reinforced the tyranny that the Empire imposed on planets all across the galaxy, but we never saw that transition taking place before our eyes. Right. So to have the Bad Batch be at the forefront of the show and to see it from their perspective, a group of defective clones who were not even affected by the inhibitor chip other than Cross-Eye, um, you know, I, I felt was a very interesting direction to take. And it was a, a time in which the Eiffel Star Wars never really touched upon, um, ever. Um, right. The only exception you can argue is maybe Fallen Order, Star Wars Fallen Order, the, the canon video game. But even then, I mean, that took place multiple years after Order 66. That occurred. was when the Stormtroopers were a thing. So <laughs> Yeah, exactly when Stormtroopers. Right. Exactly. So I, that's definitely what one of the more um, intriguing aspects of, of the series. I have a feeling they'll dive further deep into. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the, the premiere especially, I thought was very, very strong. I think each Every character is unique in their own way. Um, and yeah, they're just a group of enjoyable people. And I really don't think the series could work without them. If this was just following a group of generic clone troopers. I cannot necessarily find myself being mostly invested, but they are making attempts to have these characters be as appealing as possible. And this, uh, at the end of the day, this series is straightforward. I'm not expecting this to be the best Star Wars series out there. I'm just curious from a lore perspective what they are going to do um, in future episodes. So, yeah, you know, I'm definitely excited for that too. So, we're, we don't really know, uh, you know, are they looking to shake up the canon, right? 
Um, I think a lot of people have some theories if, as far as uh, Omega, which is the, the female clone that was created. Um, there's some things out there in, in terms of the clones themselves and when exactly did they decide we're cutting the clones off? I mean, uh, we're going to talk about a little bit the third episode. You know, they're really pushing to move towards stormtroopers rather than the clones, right? And Crosshair really gave you a reason to think they shouldn't in that, in that episode three. You know, so I think there's a battle between maybe uh, Admiral um, Tarkin, who's going to be seems to be handling the clone, clone process going forward or the transition. And um, I can't remember the name of the original Admiral. Oh, my God. He's the biggest one of the biggest admirals in Star Wars history. Uh, the, the guy who was there in the beginning, Matt, the, old, the older, the older um, ad, Admiral. Yeah. Grand Admiral Tarkin. Tar- Tar- Tarkin's the younger uh, guy, right? No, the older. Grand Admiral Tarkin is the older one. Who okay, so Tarkin, the uh, who's the younger guy that came in in episode three? Um. Oh my goodness! It was like admiral. He was out. He was an admiral. Um, I can't remember his name. Just the younger fellow who seems like he's going to be handling the. Yeah, the, the he was the one who was issuing. Right, he was the one who issuing a chain code in episode two, but then he was given right, full right. um full control over the the new project, the Kaminoans, essentially the Cover the Cover Orb Squad, right? Cover Orb right. Squad, exactly. So. Uh, you know, just to see the battle and the internal battle between what seems like uh, both of them, they don't, you know, it, should we stay with clones or should we not? You know, clones have no choice but to be loyal. But, you know, the argument of the younger fellow, which I would love to grab his name whenever he can, um, you know, the goal, the goal of him is to have true loyal people that chose to be a part of the empire, that chose to be a part of the movement, right? Uh, because motivated people in that sense are, are are stronger, which we do see throughout all of Mar. Or, I'm sorry, Star Wars canon. Uh, stormtroopers suck. Like they can't hit a shot. <laughs> I mean, they're they're not good. I think that was the whole the whole point of uh, uh, of why they were that bad is they moved away from the clones. So uh, let's let's get through the episode though. So we we start off with episode one. Obviously, it was a 70 minute episode. Um, Right before I, I I almost want to say I feel bad for for loving the fact that Order sixty six has been shown in multiple ways now because obviously it just means the murder of Jedi, uh, but we saw again another instance of Order sixty six. We see uh, a current battle in the Clone Wars going on uh, on the planet that they're on, and the Bad Batch is recruited by none other than uh, Caleb. Which, man, I know you want to get into that for a second. Caleb Doom, uh, obviously, he brought the Bad Batch over to help fight. Order 66 was uh, implemented, and um, Depa, Depa Bilaba, I think his name is, is the yep. other Jedi. Weird uh, pronunciation of the name, but I, it's, yeah. Man, that's a, that's a word and a half. Um, so, obviously, uh, she, she, was, she was gunned down. Uh, Caleb went on the run, and then... Um, the the bad batch want to look for him so matt like so i know you mentioned this is in private between us uh a little bit of a shift in the canon for caleb oh um, ma- major retcon because so, i know we have obviously with rebels so it's like a retcon before the re- like the actual thing i mean technically it's before it's, rebels anyway right so it's a retcon of the comic but fits perfectly in line with the character we end up seeing in rebels so okay to go more into detail, there is a comic specifically dedicated to when Kanan um, was a was a Padawan. Um, there's an instance where the adult version of Kanan uh, was unfortunately shot. Um, I, I'm not fully aware of the comic. I haven't read it myself. But he was uh, then put inside this huge, um, almost like, I think, like septic tank, if I'm not mistaken. You remember the same one that Luke was in in Empire Strikes Back and the one that Darth Vader was in, um, yes. Mustafar? Yes. I think I think it's called the septic tank. Um, and then he started having flashbacks to his past. So when he has flashbacks to his past, or occurs, hit his master says, run, Caleb, run, etc. The main issue is that the bad best were never present in that comic. So the death of Kanan's master was meant to further further the development of the Bad Batch as they have to deal firsthand the repercussions of Order 66. I have no issue with that. Right. I do have an issue with the fact that they put like they could have used any Padawan or Jedi Master for that scene. Right. Literally anyone. You can make up any name, realistically speaking. There was no reason to put Caleb there, so I definitely understand 
the frustration for those who were a fan of the comic, only for that to be because it's retcon entirely. Like they, they, there's no explanation. I right. mean, the only explanation they can bring is maybe actually there is none. Really, <laughs> I mean that that that's canon now. Uh, they just sort of took away the comic. So I don't know if Disney is just a bit reluctant to have connections to legend or to comic books in general because they have a feeling uh, sort of audiences who watch Star Wars more than likely don't read any external material so you want it to have and this is weird I, I disagree because I think you can honor both right I mean you so, can that's just kind of want to speak to you, you got to remember who's running this now right it's Disney so Disney uh when it comes to Marvel and the MCU and with comics they what I think they're starting to do with legends and the, and the canon of legends and the comics and the books they're they're almost using it as source material but but making their own out of it right so they're they're maybe using it as like the base of what of what they want to do with the characters but then changing some things up along the way now a lot of fans are not happy about that obviously especially in star wars they're very they're very they love being uh to the script (laughs) like to the t of what what the you know comics or the books would show um, so I think that's kind of what you're saying is, you know, they're, they're going off a little too much and they're not really honoring the, the, the story and the great yeah, story it's, that's behind right. it. Right. It's weird. So it's different if they explicitly said this would be a because di- Star Wars doesn't adapt. That's the thing to, right. to remember. Star Wars, exp- here's what I like to think. Star Wars expands, Marvel ad- adapts. Marvel can expand their the wealth of characters they have within their confined universe. Right? right, but they use the comics to base off th- their storylines and make changes here and there because they don't own. Well, I, now Disney and Marvel own the rights to pretty much every character than Spider-Man and his individual characters. But for Star Wars purposes, many books that are being written, especially one as of recently that connect to the sequel trilogy, for instance, all of those are canon. Right. So I just don't see the purpose for retconning that particular comic with Kanan. Again, I haven't read the comic for myself, so I can't. So for all I know, I can absolutely hate the comic. Right. And I can say, thank goodness you did that. Right, right. But I, I think realistically speaking, it definitely lacked the emotion. of the. Well, I wouldn't say it necessarily lacked emotion. For someone who watched Star Wars Rebels, I understand sort of Caleb's pain in the moment of time. Um, especially when he has to especially be on a run for many, many years, mm-hmm. uh, essentially. I know Commander Gray in that scene, for instance, um, who was seen in the green armor. He had a red armor in the... He was actually... No, he was Captain Gray. He was a commander in the comic. And he had red armor as well. Um, and I believe he also tried helping Caleb out as well. Didn't happen. I mean, the, the captain immediately aimed his weapon at uh, Caleb's master. So, All of which, again, was just for... To further, to further the character development of the Bad Batch. There's nothing right. wrong with that. I mean, right. you definitely have to make this character relatable and have us sort of follow in their footsteps. But I mean, do you do you think? Um, I guess Disney has the pressure to. You got to think. I, I don't want to make this seem like a bad. Or really say this in a bad way. The original or the OG Star Wars fans, they're getting older, right? I mean. They're always going to watch it, but they need new blood. They need they need new fans. They need to bring more people in. Creating their own story does that, right? Creating, you know, stepping away from the canon because a lot of the new era fans or would-be fans probably don't want to read a comic, probably don't want to read a book. They just want to watch the shows, right? So maybe, the, you know, that's the best way to do it is kind of change the stories up, mix up the canon a little bit, and introduce characters in a different way to attract those fans over. That's kind of, and yeah. this is my thinking. I don't whether that's right or wrong. I'm not really going to say. I, well, I would, that's probably what Disney is thinking from their perspective. But of at, at the same time, there, there needs to be equal ground, right? So, oh, yes, yes, yes. You need you to know. honor. You need to honor the legacy of Star Wars, but you also need to find a way to continue that legacy by bringing on new blood that's going to want to continue. Right. So, like, I, I mean, I have no issue with them because a legend is is very dangerous to make canon. It's, it's very dangerous um, for for many reasons. It can right. literally break the canon of, of current Star Wars. I mean, there's a, a Legends comic where Chewbacca literally dies. Mm-hmm. Sequel trilogy happens, so Chewbacca never died. Um, you know, I'm sure there are a bunch of other complicated stories as well. I mean, I'm not even sure. I, maybe even Starkiller is Legends. You, you remember that character? Mm-hmm. Extremely overpowered. He was introduced in the canon that would literally... He, he'd be arguably the most powerful 
Sith Jedi, whatever you want to put him so at. He's so strong too. I mean, I, I would love um, that to be. I would love to see. Uh, almost like what they do in DC with the separate movies that are in their own worlds or storylines. Like I would love to see a Star Killer uh, either series or movie that that based off of that game. Um, I w- yeah, I would want it based off the game, but not connected to the main. To the, well, I mean, if it was connected movie. to the main thing, you know, it explains a little bit of what Palpatine did. Obviously, they created Force sensitive clones. I mean, it, they're like they're not going to do um, it. They won't ever do it. I get it. Yeah, but I'm just I, saying. I would hope not. I mean, maybe uh, they have like you know. a form of Star Killer, but I mean, right. here here's what my philosophy is. I'm not trying to cause a, a massive debate, but the same people who want Star Killer canon are the same people who say Ray is overpowered. That's Fair all I'm saying. I, I definitely agree with that. Definitely so, uh, in any case, um, <laughs> that's sort of what my overall rant is. And and again, I'm not overly frustrated. I I, oh. I still love Rebels. That, that, that in fact, having Caleb there really you know definitely moved me emotionally because i understand his pain and it brought brought things full circle rebels in detail i think it brought yeah absolutely so um um, just to get into let's get back to the bad batch uh so as far we have five of the bad batch technically four but then five again as we go through the the episodes uh we have hunter wrecker tech crosshair and echo crosshair has been for some reason, his his inhibitor chip, which is the chip that controls the uh, the clones for Order sixty six, uh, crosshairs works and the others doesn't. For some reason, um, no explanation as to why that's the case. So obviously, uh, throughout the episodes, we see crosshair lean more towards the Empire while the others uh, want to really defend the Jedi. You see, Hunter himself save uh, Caleb from being killed by crosshair. Um, Echo, I, I do remember, so I this was pretty sure one episode you told me to watch. Echo was, has already gone through some kind of manipulation, right? Like, wasn't he kidnapped or something and then turned into, like... Right, robotic? so he, <laughs> exactly. So there is an, uh, a Citadel arc, and I believe in that particular arc, uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin um, were fr- meant to be frozen into carbonite and then delivered to this, pl- transported to this planet. Um, Archer D2 also was to lead a group of um, sort of like overtaken battle droids essentially so they would be working for them just so they can you know uh, navigate their way around the Citadel and they also had a fair share of troopers I think Commander Cody was there as well as uh, Captain Rex they needed to there's actually a Jedi that appeared in Phantom Menace that they had to save uh, Ahsoka came along as well uh, against the you know basically the orders of Anakin and Obi-Wan but essentially Echo was there. Essentially, Echo was attempting to um, distract the huge certain firing at uh, a getaway vehicle, so a getaway ship, we'll say. Mm-hmm. And it explodes. He apparently dies, so to speak. His helmet is seen. Flash forward to season seven, right? Because yeah, are they the Bad seven. Batch? In, are they officially considered the Bad Batch in? The Clone Wars series, or they're just a group that's always together because they're the the. the no, they're they're considered well. They're considered Clone Force Nine Nine, but they nicknamed themselves well, Bad the, right. the Bad Batch. In but that was seven. established in season. That was that was in season seven. In season they, seven so were they around before that though, or was they were? Yes, season? they have always been around. Yes, they've in, always like been around. Present, I'm saying though, like yep. you've seen them in episodes prior to this. Oh no 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 no! Absolutely not. They 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 made their first appearance within season seven of the Clone Wars. Okay. Um, was Steven Seven but, created? But in, is that yes. the newest one created by Disney? That was the newest one created by Disney, but to, to complete what, the, the series, right? To, right. But okay. the the group itself already existed in canon, so they've been around doing missions probably since, for all we can say, probably the beginning of the Clone Wars. Okay. Realistically speaking, so they're just defective clones who obviously have enhanced skills. Right. Each of them are Wrecker, super strong. Really Wrecker, super strong. Hunter has enhanced senses. Right. Tech is incredibly intelligent. Crosshair is a keen sharp sharpshooter, and then Echo, who is obviously the newest addition to the Bad Batch group, um, has a sort of almost like a droid link so you can connect to various. Um, right. He's like a, a, a droid devices clone. of sorts. <laughs> exactly. So everyone right. has a droid link uh, connected right, to them right. at all times. Which obviously easy fit to the to the bad batch with it. Exactly. Um, so that's sort of the explanation. Okay. But that makes I, sense. I guess if we were to sort of speak about individual levels and sort of what you mean for Crosshair as well, 
What I find the most interesting is definitely he makes for an interesting antagonist uh, to the Bad Batch. I mean, it, it makes him more personal, makes him more grounded. And obviously with their new recruit being Omega, the female clone, which I thought was very interesting direction to take. Um, I don't know, it can definitely make for some very wholesome moments, which is definitely, uh, which has definitely happened. I mean, Omega is a very non-annoying character. She's really? very, I, she's I, very pleasant in a sense. You know, I, yeah. I do like the fact that, um, that so what I didn't want to see was like the bad bats perceived as as this bad group of clones, right? They were just they did things different, but never really did things bad. And I didn't want Omega to be like the the balancing between the dark and the light. I want her to be this mysterious character for as long as possible till we figure out what she is, right? Um, where, you know, when it came to, to Grogu uh, for, for the Mandalorian, it seemed that Grogu was his, like, inner peace that calmed him down type of thing. I don't want Omega to be that because that's just, you're, you're telling the same story at that point. I mean, yeah, it's a, a child and an adult again. Like, it seems like every freaking Star Wars series now is going to have some kind of child-adult, uh, you know, interaction or dynamic right um i I don't want that for this i hope that i don't that she literally has a a deeper purpose and and one of my theories with that is she may be force sensitive force sensitive i yeah i also and i just the the way that they portray her the animation around her the, the sound and music play when she speaks they're telling us something right the, the, the ambiance of that of the episodes in which she speaks and, and is a major part. There's something else in her. You can just tell, right? And we all know, whether we like it or not, in the sequel series, Palpatine was cloned. So Palpatine was cloned and he transferred this force sensitiveness. I don't even know what you call it. I, didn't ever, I honestly, I've soul. never watched Rise of Skywalker. I, so I essentially his soul, it, if you so. want to call it, was transferred into one of the clones, right? That's one of the clones cool. being yeah. Snoke and then actually him, right? Um, Jesus Christ. I, <laughs> all I can say. Either way, I just uh. know when it comes to the clone stuff, when it comes to the Mandalorian and them the midichlorians that's another thing i'm iffy about but either way so weird i I feel either way trying to transfer like you know clone related you know creates force sensitive uh troopers or whatever the case is that this all kind of fits if they're trying to tell the same stories of the newer content maybe she's the first subject of what they're trying to do Maybe she's yeah, the first one that was ever right. created that had the force sensitivity right. and they were able to use. And I would imagine probably Omega, the idea of Omega, we'll say, is probably a plan B for Palpatine. You know, in the event and, that and he does in fact end up dying. But I'm not even sure 100% yeah. that she's that she's known to Palpatine. Or known to Palpatine. I, I mean, I, just, yeah. like are the Kaminoans, did they create her to be like their protector? You know, are are they actually good? I'm not confident they're good, the Kaminoans. I think they just well, the they're, they're trying also, to. Oh, sorry. I, I was just saying the Kaminoans allowed her to escape with the Bad Batch. Well, I, I understand that, but that was that to protect her so she can grow into the Force beast that they want her to be and be their protector. I mean, they're they're clearly money motivated, right? They they want to continue the clone program to continue right. making money for the Empire, By, which the Empire yeah. explained themselves is too expensive. Yeah, which by the way, beat down the. Kevin Owens more than likely know the Empire's evil intent. So realistically, so oh, I, I know that. So feeling. I think the Kevin Owens are evil in that sense, right? So like my thing is though, what I'm what I'm really trying to say is that the Kevin Owens have a purpose, and that purpose is just simply just make money off the Empire. And I love the fact that they're digging deep into the, like the little things like that, like the Empire saying, "Well, this is too expensive of a program. We can just get our own soldiers." You know, uh, when it comes to transitioning, you know. Uh, how we always want to know how were Jedi tracked, you know, Jedi for, for the most part, Obi-Wan, especially Yoda, especially Yoda went to a, a planet full of force, force sensitivity, whatever the word is. Uh, so that's why Vader couldn't find him um, or Palpatine. Uh, but the idea that Jedi were probably only caught due to those chain codes that they created. The chain codes that that you need to have to to leave a planet to fly in space. Yeah, that, that's how they were caught. And it, who's to say when Jedi tried to do this and they got caught, that's when Vader sent the Inquisitors. 
or that's when Vader went when he found out yeah. it was someone Chain, that was super it's strong. It's funny because even Tech uh, says in the second episode as well that chain codes is not a matter of you having access to transportation by identifying who you are. In the moment that you are flagged as an immediate threat to the Empire, you will immediately have your weapons drawn out and will probably be executed on site. Executed or those Inquisitors are on the way. Or, 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 or exactly. Vader. If they, yeah, if they you know, successfully identify you as a Jedi who is a known enemy of the Empire, then you are more than likely on the verge of death. Well, um, and then it's just so cool to see it because, you know, one thing I will say is it seems like in the original trilogy, the whole world forgot about the Jedi too soon. Or the whole universe forgot about the Jedi too soon. Uh, what is it, 20 or 18 years between uh, Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope? I think it's like 10 to 12. I don't, honestly, it's it's not oh, a lot, actually. Oh, Kenobi is 10 years after. Kenobi Revenge is Seth. 10 years after. I think eight I, years. I think it's 18 years. 18 years. I think you're right. Yeah. That's Revenge of the Sith, because right. I think Luke was 18 um, when, he, when he obviously started in New Hope. So right, exactly. My thing is, you know, does it seem like they, they kind of forgot about the Jedi that quick? I mean, yeah, they eliminated a lot of them, but there's still a lot of Jedi out there. You see it through throughout Rebels. I mean, we see it throughout, uh, you know, Leia's technically a Jedi as well. I mean, there's a lot of Jedi out there still. Yeah. Ahsoka? So, um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, the year gap, 19 years. So 19 years okay. between Revenge of the Sith and um, A New Hope. Obi-Wan series takes place 10 years. Bad Batch honestly doesn't even take place a year after. I think it literally takes place as soon as Order 66 is Oh, you see it. Oh, you, yeah. So literally. Even so I don't even them. think, <laughs> now, I can be wrong about this, but I don't even think Obi-Wan and Anakin had their duel yet. Did they have their duel yet, would you think? Um, like, has they, have the episodes taken place long enough to where Obi-Wan and... At this point, so far... Because uh, they haven't established uh, a, a time... I mean, it depends how many. I mean, you got to think after, uh, well, Kenobi had to go back to the temple. He had to see the video of Anakin killing the the, the younglings. Maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe, maybe within the Bad Bad series, we see Lord Vader announced, right? So they're going to they're gonna officially say, this is your new Lord. This is your, you know, the one that runs the ship. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I so just find that speak. very interesting because at the moment, we don't know. I mean, Vader I mean, may not. Theoretically, th- not yet. There is no video. Yeah. Theoretically, depending on when this takes place. So they yeah. haven't given us confirmation, but. Right. I we, think well, we'll probably see that. I think we're going to see yeah. uh, the clone's perspective of hearing that Anakin's now Vader and running the ship now. You know what I mean? So we're going to, you know, whether it's an announcement via hologram or whatever the case is, people are going to know that Vader's Vader's boss now. <laughs> so uh, that would be cool to see too. I just, I, I love seeing the transition. Like you said, we, we speak of. Uh, how they're trying to move away from clones. Uh, they want to get, they want to, get, for whatever reason, I, I think clones are the best option. They're the best fighters. They're the, they have no choice but to follow what you say because they have an inhi- inhibitor chip that makes them do what you say. Um, I, I don't really get Tarkin's concern, or I guess Palpatine's concern of the loyalty. I mean, they're, they're as loyal as you can get. Yeah, you can shut the ship down, but nobody really knows about the chip except what select few. Ahsoka knows. Rex knows because he she she turned him back to where he should be. Uh, uh, Darth Maul knows. Uh, so few people. I mean, Omega and I guess the Bad Batch knows now. Um, so what yeah. what makes me happy is the possibility of there being the Camino Uprising, uh, which is an event that took place in Legends. Yes, I honestly want the Bad Bats to be the reason for why the Empire decommissioned clones entirely. I would love for that to be the case to where you see, you know, like what if tech hacks into the system manages to overcome the inhibitor chip technology to where all the clones, you know, begin destroying Camino, And all we see is, you know, Camino burned straight to the ground. The Kaminoans right. work done for and the Empire having to resort to using regular soldiers or stormtroopers. Right. I think that will make for a very um, interesting episode later down the line in the event they choose to canonize uh, such an event. And I think it would be a very powerful moment too to, to show how you know these soldiers are not manipulated anymore. Like they can make they can freely make decisions on their own accord uh, without being sort of um, you know, like I said manipulated essentially. I mean they, they are bred 
to do war and they are bred to care for their brethren. But at the end of the day, do they have a choice to abandon the responsibilities as a clone trooper? No. And that's the unfortunate reality, you know, clones find themselves a part of, which makes it very compelling. So interesting. It's it's, why the need to to go away from the clones. I mean, yes, a lot of the clones were very committed to the Jedi, you know, as the Jedi were generals for the Clone Wars. But you have every every resource possible to make them never listen to a Jedi again. I mean, it's rare, as we see or have seen so far in the series and movies. There's a there's almost no chance for clones to turn on the Empire. So what are you worried about? Wouldn't you want the better fighter? You know, money and this money. So that, that, that and I love it. Like some people might hate it. I love that they're starting to ground this the. the the canon, the 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 world yeah, of Star it, Wars is starting to be grounded, yeah, right? It's, it's realistic. Like that, yeah, little things like money for war matter to an empire. Yeah, because the empire has they can only expand with yeah, that money. Exactly, because I, I would imagine Emperor Palpatine, Grand Admiral um, Tarkin, Darth Vader, etc. They have no interest in continuing the clone trooper program if they are continual failures throughout. If they can yeah. legitimately have, excuse me, if they can go out of their way to find regular soldiers who are just committed. Like, no matter what. You know, one yeah, is not... We see even in the sequels, don't know, it's different than the <clears throat> than the Empire specifically. Yeah. People like, people like Finn can defect, though. So, like, I just don't understand that perspective, right? Anybody yeah, can yeah, yeah, exactly. Crazy. I mean, I, I would think from their perspective, I mean, I know there's an episode in Rebels, for instance, where uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn uh, was seen... Um, I think he was on the, I want to I say Lothal, I believe, but they were experimenting on this new kind of uh, TIE fighter, which can easily destroy rebel ships. Um, and for instance, that could be sort of what they would rather put their money towards. Is if they can sort of reduce the cost of making clone troopers by instead, you know, hiring or forcing those to join the Empire, um, it would be much easier on them. And second, they can begin investing their time on legitimate tips to take care of any insurgents or anyone who poses a threat uh, to the Empire, a potential right. threat to the Empire. Right. Um, but I think mostly, too, the Death Star is in construction as we speak. So right. whatever they can do to reduce the cost and use whatever money they've earned, you know, either by um, by those who have acquired chain codes or, you know, I think we've seen Empire's um, extort people as well. Uh, on multiple occasions, I would imagine, both in comics, right. I think maybe a few instances in canon too. Right. Um, you know, so I, it's very interesting to say at least how the Empire is making their attempts to have as much influence as possible within the galaxy. Um, even doing something as simple as stealing someone else's money, I mean, it, it's fearful. I mean, at first glance, I mean, stormtroopers are not really that intimidating. I mean, they, they can't shoot. <laughs> Objectively, I mean, most yeah. of them can't even shoot a person, right. like a straight target, but for the most part, it's really inciting as much fear and intimidation as possible. Um, and Lord Vader ultimately <laughs> represents that too. So if Vader were to appear in the show at some point, specifically against the Bad Batch, I mean, they will, I mean, they'll probably be protected by plot armor, but realistically speaking, they die. Like they're, they're dead. I mean, they don't want another hallway scene, <laughs> you know? So I just find it very, very interesting. But I, what I do like is how. You know, what if we have a chance to see people rising against the Empire? We see Saul Guerrero on Alderaan, for instance, him and his insurgent fighters. Um, Hunter re- obviously re- refused to kill any of them because they believed they were just simple separatist droids. Uh, Crosshair obviously still has this profound loyalty to the Empire because of his inhibitor chip, unfortunately. Right. Um, you know, and then we also have the deserter, Cut, um, on Salakamai, who, with him and his wife, him, his wife, and his children, um, obviously want to get off world as quick as possible despite having to acquire a chain code. So, again, I, what I like is how they are making, you know, those kinds of connections to the Clone Wars, but are also, you know, um, hinting at what's to come in the future. So that's why that's why I like about the series so far. So, let's get into this episode, too. So, we went over a couple of things I want to go over as far as connecting to the Mandalorian and Palpatine and the clones and as far as Omega and what we think she may be as the force sensitive, uh, you know, kind of thing there. So we get back to the LaQuain family. 
Yeah. The Lakoi family from the Clone Wars. Um, one of the, the, the clones that wanted to defect, right? And so I guess I had a question for you, which you may know. <clears throat> did, did, why didn't his inhibitor chip click in? Um, was he was I, he a bad batch, essentially? No, no, no. So no, I'm no, no, I'm confused why so he wouldn't. Lequane, so the origin of Cut Laquane is that he was a clone trooper who openly deserted war. So what I would only assume is that since he completely got rid of any connection to the to the Republic, he was more than likely never issued an order because I I, I would think. So I'm not sure how to get how the inhibitor chip works. I would imagine that any um, sort of leading officer is obviously given a transmission from Ember Palpatine to say, you are to conduct Order 66. I, I'm not sure every inhibitor chip is activated immediately. I think there are sharp delays. Right. Uh, I'm not aware of the technology, but I would assume that Rex, you remember um, cut, confirming that Rex had actually come to him to inform, hey, the Empire is coming. Right. You know, we need to get you and the family out of here. He more than likely helped them remove the inhibitor chip from him just to prevent him from abandoning his family because right. if that chip takes over he's definitely leaving behind his family yeah yeah 100 like hunt down any enemy of the state right right so i i would or enemy of the of the empire so right. that's sort of what my explanation is that maybe his inhibited chip was removed or the fact that he defect he defected so early and he settled down with a family he never that he can completely though. omit the effects of the inhibitor chip so there's two yeah possible explanations but Maybe considering there wasn't like a straight a up scar, brain power <laughs> yeah exactly but considering there wasn't a scar located on his head we could presume that perhaps since he had deserted so early on and has really didn't have any more commitments left to the war that he just you know really hit, hit the love for his family would always be more powerful than him you know succumbing to the control of you know Really, something that he cannot necessarily, um, you know, fight back against if that does, you know, fully take over his mind. Agree with that. So, as far as uh, I just want a couple of thoughts that I had saw throughout the episode. Definitely a filler episode, in my opinion. Um, in a way, episode two. I mean, um, you know, there is always a good connection to Laquane and the family. Obviously, all the all the clones basically know who he was. Rex knew him, and, and the Bad Batch obviously knew him as well. Um, I did like that Omega is like starting to finally see life for the first time. Like she goes yeah. and sees dirt. She's like, what is this? This is dirt. Like I've never seen dirt. Hmm. Uh, so that was really cool. You know, I, yeah, I, I definitely, moment. yeah. I mean, she, she's a very likable character, believe it or not. Cause I, I feel like a lot yeah. of times characters, like what her purpose is become very boring or just predictable yeah i still don't know what her purpose is like we assume it's force sensitive and this is what is going to really be the case but maybe not <laughs> and that, that's really cool to like kind of have that perspective um yeah overall i think that was a good episode I, I i liked um again that's when we officially found out about the chain codes and imperial credits needed um you start to see little things that the empire implemented to really establish their power and their hold on the on the galaxy and it wasn't just uh, it's not only to get Jedi, right? It's to it's to have genuine order within the galaxy and to control all that is, right? I mean, there's still separatist groups out there. You got to think about uh, there, there's Jedi, and then there's people that support the Jedi no matter what, and then now there's going to be the rebels. So you know, in the end, you, you see the Imperial Army they, or the, the Empire as a whole, they have a long way to go, <laughs> and we're seeing that transition live with clones still involved as well. I mean, where do we go from here? Do we do we do they kill all clones? Can the chip just kill them if they click click a switch? I mean, you, you, we don't know. We don't know. And there's millions of clones. There's got right. I don't know about millions, but there's there's thousands and hundreds of thousands at least. They were all yeah. created for the war. They didn't just go away. So we'll see where that goes. We'll see where that goes. <sighs> uh, oh, I. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I just wanted to say that uh, I have no idea why this popped to my mind when you're saying this, but um, I actually, you know, we can wait. You go right ahead. This, this will be sort of like later predictions that we can make or what we okay, want yeah, out of the series. Yeah, so sure. you go so right we'll ahead. Get into episode three. Uh, I just had a couple notes as well. I did like oh, Admiral Rampart. Yes, that, that yeah, was his Rampart. <laughs> I yeah. have it written down. I, I didn't think I did, but I do. 
uh, Admiral Rampart is the younger individual that's going to be handling the clone program slash yep. the transition to regular soldiers going forward. Project uh, Warfront is the name of the covert, covert ops squad, correct? The Project yes, Warfront? Project Warfront, correct. Okay, perfect. So, um, I love that throughout the episode, they mentioned the inhibitor chip specifically, uh, Omega, knowing a lot about it, which is interesting. I, I do want to see what she knows most about it. I think she'll know that that chip can kill, like, maybe be the reason why the clones go away. I think she has some kind of understanding of how that works, and I think it's going to be really interesting to see. Um, Project Warfront is, again, like you mentioned, it's basically essentially recruiting top talent for training with the clones. They want the clones to train these individuals who are already pretty trained in the first place uh, to become the new uh, Imperial Army. Um, I loved the fact, and again, going back to grounding and kind of grounding the, the Star Wars galaxy as a whole, that I can't remember the squad member's name, but the, the new elite squad, he mentions that the Empire, he doesn't really care how they go about things. He just likes that the Empire pays his bills, puts a roof over his head, and feeds him. I never just, like, you never think that way for Star Wars, right? You just think they're all soldiers that do whatever the hell you tell them to do, and that's it. And it's really cool to see them in that perspective. Like, I'm only here because I get fed, I get paid, and I have a roof. Like, that some people, it it makes you think to real life sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. Like, some people with jobs, just like, look, I need a roof, I need a bed, I need to. Yeah, yeah, it's funny, because I don't think they confirmed the names of any of of the troopers themselves. I think even Dave Filoni realizes, or overall i'm not sure if they fully wrote any episodes for the series i know he obviously created it he's the executive producer but right um i think they purposely didn't give us their names for one reason no nobody cares enough necessarily right. i think we're just more interested in seeing how, how Kazai handles being in that position of power to where he can literally order each of these troopers to do his bidding or to do what is right for the empire good soldiers follow orders um and I honestly thought one of the the troopers was Fennec Shan for a second, because I because I, I was confused. At, for instance, I thought like they mm-hmm. used her character model there. I was like, wait a minute, that actually makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's an ex Cobra Arc trooper who's responsible for hunting down anyone that poses a threat to the Empire. I mean, she's even ex Imperial. If you remember all the way back in Mandalorian when they first established the character, right. so I thought she was like a, originally a Cobra Arc trooper. Um, it was definitely explains how she's so skillful with weapons. Um, but that, that sadly wasn't the case. But you know, we'll uh, eventually see her. Though I, I just find it. I just love the idea of them. The fact that they are hunting down anyone. Maybe not Jedi necessarily. They're there are there are, there are obviously Inquisitors for a reason. Right. Um, there's obviously a Darth Vader or an eventual Darth Vader for a reason to handle any um, you know sort of Jedi responsibilities. Um, it's just. I don't know. I, I just, I, I really like this show. Just for the lore itself, you know. Yeah, I love, I love it's, as far as the tension between the regular clone troopers and the storm, soon-to-be stormtroopers. Um, I'm, I'm curious to see how those reactions go forward, right? Um, because in the end, the, st- the stormtroopers are going to be trained by the clone troopers. That's the purpose. That's, I think that's the only reason why the clone troopers are standing today in this very moment mm-hmm. in the Bad Batch. Um, I loved. Well, I didn't love the the fact that they killed civilians, but uh, I loved that cro- crosshair. It's crosshair, right? Crosshair. Yep, crosshair. Yeah, crosshair. He like ordered them to to do the things that the Imperial Army did. So that it kind of goes back to confusing me because they're worried about loyalty, but they show this clear as day that crosshair will stay loyal no matter what and is willing to murder innocent people. So what what exactly are is the Empire looking for? Like, what more loyalty do you need? Not only do you have the loyalty proven by Crosshair, you have the skill, the 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 ability. I mean, wouldn't you just want to make more of him? I mean, why would you want you know money again? I guess go back to money. But in the end, you could have like, does Luke ever win with somebody like Crosshair? A whole army of him? Yeah, I'm, I well, mean, yeah, like, think about it. They're, they're, but there's only one crosshair, though, so they'd have. No, to... I mean, creating uh, not specifically crosshair, but I'm saying the clones in general arguably are just as good if, as him. Maybe he's just more skilled at what he does specifically. But 
they're obviously better than stormtroopers. I mean, if the Empire, yeah, if the I, Empire never switched to stormtroopers, I guarantee Han Solo doesn't get through half the battles he got through. I love Han, but we're talking like elite clone troopers. I mean, <laughs> like there's, uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> Did they get through with missed shots? There ain't no missed shots. <laughs> that ain't gonna be the case. I don't know. That's just my thing. Yeah, people, well, I mean, love Han. I'm probably yeah. gonna get gonna get shit for talking about Han, but whatever. Um. I mean, is, it, is oh, Hanukkah a character? But anyway, that's just the point. We can go into that another day for sure. Yeah. Uh, so, look, I, I I definitely love this episode. Um, overall, and I'll, I'll give a quick quick overall review of the episode and maybe a couple of theories. I know you had, you had something that for prediction wise as well. Yeah. Um, I'm loving the series so far. Very similar to Clone Wars. Obviously, better animation. I'm loving the fight scenes, the battles itself. Um, I'm very curious when it comes to Omega and what her purpose is and where she is going to be going forward. And, you know, who is she? And I'm also very interested to hear about this next phase by the Kaminoans. So I don't know if you remember the two, the two main Kaminoans were speaking at the end of the episode of today's episode. Uh, They said, well, we need to begin the next phase to prove to the empire that our clones are better. Uh, And then they mentioned, you know, Mr. Fett's uh, DNA is not working for us anymore. Like we need, we need other DNA, and I think yeah, they're going to try to get the Bad Batch's DNA. I think they're going to try to make more specialized. Am I using cross? Am I using crosshair or, or you know they maybe they just capture the Bad Batch and use all of their. I mean, you got to think about it. What if they had a million of the Bad Batch, different skilled, special ability clones, like Wrecker's super strong. Crosshair can hit a shot from anywhere, anytime. I mean, maybe that's what the Kaminoans try to present to the to Palpatine, but then he, at the same time, maybe there's no inhibitor chip involved, and that's why he doesn't like it. Like, we'll, we're, I think we're going to see all this when it, in, the, in the next few episodes. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm very excited for it. I think it's 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 so cool to see this perspective. I love the in between uh, Revenge of Sith and A New Hope. Like, I want to know as much as possible between that when it comes to uh star killer video game on the wii which isn't canon but you know just to see that was cool uh when it comes to fallen order and seeing what you know what what he went through in there as well uh i want more i want more we have kenobi coming it's going to be really awesome to see that as well uh who's to say ahsoka doesn't show some flashbacks post post Clone wars you know maybe maybe we see what where where does she go what does she go through after after the last episode of Clone wars yeah we, um, we never know and that's sort of what 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 um I would want all this series. There are three characters I want to definitely appear. Oh, four characters actually. Commander Cody. Mm. Just so they can expand a bonus character because he immediately gave in to Order 66 back in Revenge of the Sith. Mm. Captain Rex for obvious reasons as he out he clearly has a deep connection with the Bad Bath specifically because of Echo. Mm-hmm. Uh Ahsoka, just to see where she is currently, uh the fact that she's well actually I wouldn't want Ahsoka in the show. That's not the purpose of the show. The purpose is to focus solely on having more "quote unquote" grounded reality with these uh, with these troopers and having to right. deal with the repercussions. Right. I wouldn't be interested though to see almost similarities drawn with Mandalorian and yes. a certain Mandalorian named Bo Katan. I would love to see make an appearance in the show just to see the aftermath of Mandalore. I think would be uh, very interesting because remember we didn't see the purge of Mandalore yet. There are two purges, mm. if you remember. You're we right. had uh, one purge, which was around this time, so after Revenge of the Sith, when the Empire fully took over. And then we had a second purge, where after Bogotan was get to the Darksaber, they went to overtake Mandalore, only for the Empire to terribly defeat them again. Um, so there were two like individual like, purges, so to speak. So I would love to see maybe a potential purge of Mandalore, to have you know the bad batch maybe potentially involved to see if they can overtake um you know the planet from the empire but obviously they will be uh defeated um right. sadly enough so i think that would be fairly a very interesting direction to take just to see just to really solidify the fact that even with all their individual skill sets the empire is far too powerful for them they have you know they're involved in every facet of the galaxy more so than you know they care to admit so it, it's very it's very, it's very depressing to, to put that into perspective, you know. It's just, 
It's sad. It, it really, it really is sad. It is. It is. It but is. overall, I think the excitement is here. Um, we're all very excited to see this era of Star Wars that none of us ever saw or touched. Um, I, I do want them to, to pay homage to the original trilogy, but I also want them to expand on it. I mean, it, it, it so far, I feel like for the most part, maybe a couple of things here and there that you didn't like, it has really enhanced the movies for me. The, the, the aside content, right? So the other movies, the, the, the yeah. spinoffs and the, and the series. I loved the the connections between all of it so far and i'm very excited to see where it goes so Absolutely. Um, I, I yeah it is crazy like i yeah. will say though that without the mandalorian i would not be passionate for star wars if the mandalorian turned out to be absolutely terrible i would never watch star wars again <laughs> i think after, i think mandalorian yeah. is going to continue to be good as well they're going to definitely move into the um Mandalore next and uh, we'll, we'll get into that for sure but you know yeah we'll see with the book of Boba we have a lot of things to worry about but look I think we're running out a little bit of time here uh I do want to say I'm I again I'm loving this Star Wars content that's coming out I'm so excited that we're here doing this doing what we do every week of course this is phase one of the Bad Bad series we'll be doing on the Week of Heroes podcast we'll be back in a few weeks uh my calculation sometime around June 11th uh, which will be the same week as Loki as well. We'll be back with uh, another four episodes to discuss the Bad Batch. Only doing this because the Bad Batch episodes are 30 minutes, and we want to be able to bring you guys good content for a decent amount of time, not just quick little uh, snippets, right? So, uh, look, as always, um, I do, do want to let Matt say goodbye to you guys and, and give you his social medias. Yeah, so Instagram, Matt underscore T29. Uh, as always, thank you for watching. I know we've... Uh... We've been gone for a little while, but at the same time, we want to keep producing content that's worthwhile to each of you. And as opposed, like similar to what John was saying, as opposed to uploading, like realistically speaking, there's only so much we can discuss in 25 minute episodes, including credits. Um, so we would rather just divide that into three to four episodes um, per podcast, so just to give our thoughts and sort of what that means for the future stars. Um, but in any case, we still appreciate the support. Um, you guys have been crushing it in, in regards to the views, the likes, and we just we sincerely yeah, appreciate it uh, so much. Seriously, you guys have been killing it for us. Like honestly, you highest performing on OTS, and we're we're proud of it, one hundred percent. So you know, again, thank you guys. You can find us over at YouTube.com/OTS guys. You can find all the podcasts, every podcast on there on video and or audio. Um, go to OTSguys.com website. You'll find articles on any of this stuff as well. Um, I mean, just, just check us out. Go to Facebook, give us a follow, give us a, a subscribe on uh, YouTube, and, and just, just get ready for all this new content that's coming, baby. But of course, as always, it's your boy John, it's your boy Matt. We can be heroes. Series, oh, I'm sorry, phase one of we uh, the Bad Batch. We love y'all. Peace. Peace. <laughs>